Welcome back to the Fitness Fee podcast. I'm Fee and this podcast is for anyone who is interested in nutrition, fitness and mindset. If you want to feel more in control, enjoy living your life while reaching your goals, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it and let's get into the episode. Hello and welcome back to the Fitness Fee Podcast. Um, today I've got one of my uh, all-time favourite coaches who I've done quite a few podcasts and worked with online and in live situations and it is the most wonderful Donna. How are you Donna? Coming from sunny Thailand. <laughs> yeah thank you well lovely intro. Uh, yes we are we're, we're having a, a heat wave over here which might sound nice um, but we're talking like 40 degrees and so it's it is it's even a little bit too hot for sunbathing so I'm sure everyone's going to feel really sad for me uh knowing that information but um yeah it's it's oh, it's I a little that. bit on the too, too <laughs> side I mean I'm all I'm, I always say I never complain about heat but um you know it's hot when you're like oh I think I'll just like stay out of the sun today and like not even go in the pool um because yeah. you're just gonna get get burnt but um but no I'm excited to be back and uh excited to be talking about the topic that you've suggested yes so today we're gonna talk about something that I know that I come across quite quite a lot uh, every week probably I talk to somebody about this and I'm sure that Donna comes across it all the time with her coaching as well and it's probably something that we are all guilty of doing at some point in our life and probably might even still do it quite a lot and that is comparing ourselves with ourselves but usually a past version um, and a great example of this is Somebody who comes to me or Donna with a, well, not maybe not Donna, but uh, comes to me with a fat loss goal and they say, I want to weigh what I weighed when I was 10 years younger or before I had my children. And they're setting them a goal up now for a time in their life that probably was completely different to where they are now. And it's trying to come away from how to move past this comparison of not, we're not talking about other people. We're just talking about comparing yourself with yourself in a different timeline. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Donna's shaking it, nodding her head. Yeah. That's nodding furiously. <laughs> it's a, it is such a common one and a very understandable one because Yes, we compare ourselves to other people. You know, that person's slimmer than me, prettier than me, uh, better than me in some way. So that's also very common. But it's extremely common to, common to feel sad that we don't look the way that we used to. And this is a huge, huge part of body image because your perception is that your body has changed, therefore it is worse. It's It's a negative thing. And especially, you know, I'm speaking to the women here, there is a pressure to remain in good shape and looking as, as good as you possibly can until you die. <laughs> you know, there is, uh, it's, it's <laughs> the pressure on not aging or just like the, the anti-aging market is obviously massive. So anti-aging, the, the desire to stay youthful, the fear of judgment at getting older, just goes hand in hand with that uh, disdain, that frustration, that sadness at the changes in our body. 
as well as you know our, how our faces might look. So the the first thing we need to think here is that you know your body may be different now, but so is your life. And so it's very very easy when you see a photo. Uh, it might be that you're reflecting on a wedding or an event and you're looking at the photos and it's like, it's really lovely. But then you're suddenly like, oh, wow, I look so much better there. Look at my flat stomach. Look at my slim legs. And then you're very critical. Like, oh, look at my belly now, like after children or even, you know, maybe you haven't had children, but you're you've got looser skin. You feel wobblier. It just feels so much harder to lose weight generally. And it's very, very easy to slip down that slope of, oh, you know, look at the state of me now. So I think first of all, you have to come at this with compassion. You have to say to yourself, it is completely normal. If I see, if I'm presented with an image of myself being younger, it makes total sense that I don't feel good about it. Like that's very triggering because we are in a society where we are encouraged to stay a certain way not just look a certain way, but maintain it for, for the rest of time. And we are expected to, you know, do what we need to do to, to stay looking young. So it makes perfect sense to feel bad. So I think it's really, really important just to acknowledge that. So rather than it being like, oh my God, I feel so bad about that. It's like, that's okay. You know, it's this, of course I'm going to feel bad about it. You know, this is the society we live in. So I have that awareness. Now, how am I going to, how am I going to think about it? And a really, really useful tool is to think about the fact that yes, your body has changed, but how has your life changed? So how has it enriched over the years? So Yes, you might have been slimmer then, but what have you gained over the last however many years? So you could say things like, I may not have a flat tummy anymore, but I have a wonderful loving partner that I didn't have in my 20s. I may be in a larger body, but I have wonderful connections in my life. You know, I love how my friendships have grown or people that I've met in later life. I might be more wobbly, but I've grown so much as a person. And I don't know about you, Fee, but the person that I was at 20 and the person I am now are, are very different people. And I would like to think that I've learned quite a lot. Are yeah. you the same? <laughs> yes, absolutely. hundred percent. Oh my God. I'm trying to even remember what I was like in my twenties. That was a long bloody time ago for me. Um, yes, definitely wiser now than I was then. In fact, I might do things differently if I knew what I knew now, if I knew then, if that makes sense. But yes, absolutely. Yes. I think it's the same for everybody, isn't it? Um, I mean, like, if I think back to what I was like in my 20s, I mean, well, obviously, I didn't, um, well, I did get married very young, but I didn't have kids. Um, my lifestyle was t totally different. Um, and I literally was one of those, those people that you didn't like because I could, I was very, I am still very petite, uh, but I could literally eat what I wanted to, which wasn't a healthy balanced diet. Let's say that. Um, and I was so tiny. I was like, I was petite and, and I didn't really care about like what I ate or what I did. And there's no way that I could entertain anything like that these days. <laughs> Yeah. So it is like it is different. I think it's very easy to get sucked in, like you say, from the the um the society that we live in. And it's horrifying, isn't it, that you're that you're expected as a woman to stay the same through your whole adulthood. 
which is mm -hmm. an enormous span of time, mm -hmm. if you think about it. I mean, you know, people are living longer these days as well, you know, 80, 90. I mean, do you really want to be worrying about what size your body is to a certain extent when you're like 80 or 90? Mm. I mean, like, you want to be worrying about other things like can you actually get yourself out of bed and obviously there is going to be a health aspect to it but it's you do mm. seem to like I suppose when you get to those sort of I always think it's like your 30s 40s and, and 50s that you get into this like comparison trap with yourself because you do begin to realize that you are getting older and yeah. when you're in your 20s you can envision it because anybody over the age of 30 is considered as old um <laughs> and you can't ever envision yourself being the other side of there so when you actually get there you're like oh my god this is like the most depressing thing in the yeah. world I'm like I'm over 30 and like yeah. now I look nothing like I did 10 years ago um yeah. and I do think that the you know obviously celebrities and etc that we're all exposed to all the time um and we only see a snippet of their lives and they obviously get dealt the same cards as us i mean the press are very critical of them as well aren't they that like they don't look the same as what they did when they were in their younger years um and it is horrifying it's um it's really it's, depressing it it's hard to deal with but it's it's really empowering to take note of the fact that you can challenge that narrative at any time so I'm not saying that's easy but you know a while ago and of course I st I'm still susceptible to like oh wouldn't it be nice if I'd looked after my skin a bit more um in the sun and I you know looked more youthful for my age uh stuff like that you know I I can think things like that um I got Botox once and it was in my forehead. I remember thinking, oh, that's good. That line on my forehead's gone now. Um, but then when I realized that you needed to kind of get top ups every X number of months, I was like, oh, do you know what? I don't know if I'm, I can be asked to, but to just keep doing it basically. If it was a one-off thing, fine. Um, but I just couldn't, yeah, couldn't be bothered. I also got um, injectables in my top lip once and I was so relieved that it hadn't gone wrong I I vowed that I would never I, I wouldn't mess with it again because I just always had this this thing that it would go wrong and I would look awful so um so you know I've dabbled in in things and I can look back now and just be like I was I was just feeling that pressure I was feeling that pressure that I just had to look my best I had to compete with other people I needed to stay as youthful as I, as I possibly could now I'm not saying that I don't sometimes get those thoughts but now I just kind of say, look, this is this is what you get. I, I can't really put the time and energy into maintaining anything different to what I already have. Mm. And of course, I'm going to put a bit of, um, you know, I always kind of draw on some eyebrows and uh, I'll do the basics. But I love that now that I'm kind of all right with, you know, th this is me. And yes, sometimes I don't feel great about it. But for the most part, um, I'm going to see age as a privilege. Um, I lost my mum. She was 63. Uh, that was three years ago. And, you know, it's I know some people don't even you know, don't, don't get to 63, but it's obviously not a great age. Uh, and and so we feel like we we were cheated out of years. And so I very much feel that, you know, getting older is a privilege and it's important to recognize that you can also you can think these things in tandem so you can be grateful you know oh, another another lap around the sun you know I'm so grateful to still be here I'm incredibly um, aware of the fact that other people don't get uh, you know this chance but at the same time you can also feel crap about your body 
<laughs> you know you yeah, yeah. you don't just have to go oh I'm so grateful that what you know everything's so brilliant I just feel so so good about myself every single day that's not how it works but it doesn't hurt to just give yourself that little reminder you know when I do feel rubbish about my lines around my eyes or I do look at my belly and think oh why can't it just be flatter uh, it, it doesn't hurt to just kind of remind yourself you know I'm, I'm healthy I'm alive and that changing are also valid so so I, I think that it's just really important to push back against that narrative and just say it's okay that I feel like this but also I kind of want to rebel against that like why why should I have to look a certain way like this is that sucks you know why why don't men have that pressure and why is it why have I got to, you know, maybe I just want to kind of throw that narrative in the bin for a bit <laughs> or full stop. So that can be empowering sometimes just kind of like being determined that it's not going to ruin today. Uh, that's it. And when just talking about thinking back to how different your life was at the time now you've explained that for you you were naturally petite and you didn't really have to worry about what what you were eating um but if you were on the other if it was the other way um for me for example I was in a very toxic relationship with food and I would think about food constantly I was so preoccupied with over exercising under eating not gaining body fat it was it was really damaging and I love the concept like a romantic relationship think of it like that the relationship that you had with your body and with food was a toxic relationship that you came away from you like did you have a toxic so these are a few questions to ask ask yourself did you have a toxic relationship with food that is more peaceful now that you're older did you have an intense focus on losing fat, which was damaging that you don't have now that you're older? Like you broke up with those behaviors for the better, but just like a romantic relationship, we can put the rose tinted glasses on and say, oh God, I remember, oh, remember, look, look how I looked, like, wasn't it brilliant? And we very quickly forget how hungry I was when I was living on bloody Weetabix and spaghetti hoops or something ridiculous, you know, how, sore I was when I was over exercising how I was permanently tired because I was never fueling my body properly mm. you know you forget all that you forget yeah. all of the things that you missed because you weren't present mm. you were just thinking about food all the time and when I think about missed opportunities to be present and you know really really enjoy my life um, it brings a sadness and it just reinforces that look my body might my body might be different now that I'm older but my goodness there's no way that I would trade the way my life was and my mindset was to have that body and that is really really powerful to to think like that so don't dismiss how difficult it might have been I know that wasn't your um uh, your experience uh, but I think there's there's a lot of people that will resonate with that like oh my god yeah I re- remember counting the calories and trying to live on as little mm. as possible it's not it's not much fun no no a lot of people get also stuck in the idea of like you know they come to you with the like their ideal weight this is like what I weigh now but the the weight that my happy weight as people call it the the weight that I'm yes. the most happiest that like there was a time in my life when I weighed this much 
and it was when I was the most happiest. I mean, that is really common, trying to get people to to come away from that number and realize that the happiness wasn't because they've put the two and two together. And like you say, you can be very selective with what you do remember from, you know, from a time that was before and you'll, you will associate a happy moment and then you fixate that with a number on the scale. So it might come from a picture or there might be like you say, like a, an old, like a wedding photo or something that you saw yourself and you were like, well, that was when I was the happiest. When I looked like that, I was happy then and I'm not happy now. And it's because my body doesn't look the same as it does then. That's my happy weight. This weight I'm at now isn't. And I need to get back to that. That becomes, again, that's like the comparing. And also I think it's the story that people tell each tell themselves. So like you say, you forget about like what was their lifestyle? What? How did they get to that? I mean, they might have just been slimmer anyway because their lifestyle was different. Um, or they could have been doing things like you said, had a horrendous relationship with their food, weren't actually really happy. But to them in their head, they tell themselves, well, no, I was happiest then and I'm not now. Mm. Yeah, I mean, the reason that someone is happy uh, it's down to lots of different things and whilst the way that you look can be a contributing factor there's lots of other things going on you know are you enjoying your job are you in a happy relationship uh are you stressed because of x you know that there's loads of things that contribute to are you happy now or not but yes you're, you're absolutely right of course you latch on to what you believe so, you know, good old confirmation bias, we believe we have a belief. So we seek evidence to support that belief. So if the belief is that I am my happiest when I am 10 stone, then you will think back to a time and you'll go see that's when I was happiest. I remember that. And so if that's invoked by a photograph and it's like a holiday or a wedding or something which is generally a happy occasion, then you can bring yourself back to that moment and go, oh, I was really happy then. I was really happy in that moment. But it wasn't just the fact that you looked a certain way. It was it was contributing factors. But I'm not going to sit here and say that you don't get any kind of confidence from the way you look, because you can't get away from the fact that, you know, society tells us that in a, if we are smaller, we look better. Uh, if we're bigger, we don't. You know, that is supported by compliments that we get. That's supported by lots of different things. And you really have to look for alternative evidence to support the alternative. But if if you don't consciously look for it, you know, you'll just kind of buy into that, that I just look better when I'm slimmer. Now, there's a difference between I feel more comfortable and I feel like I've got more energy because I'm nourishing myself more and I'm exercising that's that's different to because I remember when I was at my leanest I was terribly unhealthy you know I, I I just wasn't in a good place at all and I've spoken to loads of people who were the same you know like oh I might have been small but that was my unhappiest you see all of these posts mm. on on Instagram um and when people are saying that I would say believe them you know it's so there is a lot of evidence out there to, to suggest that listen just by getting smaller that that doesn't lead to happiness but we can't escape the fact that it does feel pretty good. You know, if if you've set up a goal and you have achieved that goal, it feels good alongside all of the compliments that you're getting and the validation that 
you look better. So of course you're going to think, yeah, well, that's what I need to do. But I think if you've got a fat loss goal, nothing wrong with that. But I would, I would strongly suggest that you also try to build confidence uh, away from that. So, you know, the reason that you feel good about hitting a fat loss goal is not just because of how you look, it's because you've achieved something and it feels good. Achievement always feels good. And you can get a sense of achievement from doing lots of different things that have got nothing to do with the way you look. Uh, so whether it's just taking a free course in something, whether it's uh, at it's uh, learning a new skill, joining a new club, there's lots of things that you can do that might put you. Did you catch all that or not? Yeah, I got the end of it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, okay. So there are lots of things that you can do to build resilience, to build confidence, to feel like you have achieved something uh, that has, that's got nothing to do with the way you look. And it's really important that if you have a fat loss goal, you also look at these areas because that's only going to add to the success in other areas of your life. So it, I think it's a, just a really important one. And it's not saying don't try and lose body fat. It, what it's saying is work on your your skill, your life skills, you know, look, work on your mindset, work on the things that are going to help you in all areas of your life. Because it might be that you're working towards this fat loss goal, but along the way, you start to feel good because of other things. And you think, I'm actually like, I had this goal, but I'm, and I'm halfway there, but I think I'm actually happy with that. That's also a nice feeling. So I don't think we can escape the fact that you do tend to feel better if you lose weight but this is usually because you've had a goal and you've applied yourself and you've achieved that goal and it feels really good and so I'm not going to sit here and say that fat loss doesn't make you feel more confident and make you feel better because you get the compliments and you get that validation but I I firmly believe that the main reason you feel good is because you've shown up for yourself, you've committed to something and you've achieved something. And so whether you have a fat loss goal or not, it is never going to hurt uh, if you have other goals alongside that, that cultivate the same thing. So whether you learn a new skill, join a new club, do anything that puts you outside of your comfort zone, like do something adventurous, book a holiday by yourself, it can be really small. It can be going to the gym by yourself, which you've never done before. Um, I say that's really small to someone that might be really big. So it's all relative, but whatever, you know, it doesn't have to be huge, but anything where you are pushing yourself and you achieve it, it feels good. And the more you do that, the better you feel about yourself, the more capable you feel. And so you might have a fat loss goal, but halfway there, you might think, actually, maybe I don't need to bust my ass and get into my size 10, 8, or 8, 10 jeans. Maybe I'm actually okay at a size 12. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh on myself here and I feel quite good, even though I'm not at my goal weight and I'm not quite sure why I feel good, but it's because you're doing other things. You're, you're mm. increasing your resilience. You're building your confidence. So I think it's, it's really important to not just look at fat loss. And I know that, you know, you're, you're very much an advocate for this, you know, look at other things in your life. Like how do you show up on the daily just, uh, and, and what you're doing when you show up is you're saying I'm worth it. Like I'm worth making an effort for, you know, I might not want to do it all the time, but 
my body deserves being taken care of regardless of how it looks but my goodness it is so easy if you do not like the way you look to think that you are not deserving of being taken care of it's it's yeah like, yeah yeah that is easy <laughs> like to I hate follow. it <laughs> yeah no it does it may it, it's easy to fall into that trap and I think especially as we get older we have you know there's different things going on in our lives that we probably didn't have when we were younger and I know like everybody's life is different you know some people have a lot more responsibility when they're younger they might have got married when they were younger they might have a kids when they're younger or it might be the other way around um whereas so you were you have more you might have more time now when you're older so there you know there's so many different things to think about and I always think about um the levels of expectations I love that one um when you're set you know when you're thinking about how your former self was in the situation that it was and what you can do now to make yourself feel better um because if you've got so much on your place, say, for example, you're a busy mom with a couple of kids, you've got a full time job, a house to run, etc. Then that might not have been the case when you were, you know, 10 years ago or, you know, or more or less. And you're still expecting yourself to do the same things as you did then to reach the same goals. And it's just not yeah. possible to do all of that. Um, and I think that, it's, you know, it's easy for us to beat ourselves up about it because we're like well it was really easy for me then to lose weight and now it's like it's missing mission impossible I can't do it and I don't feel great about myself why can't I do it now and why don't I feel the same way as I did so if you if you put those two things on top of each other so I don't have the time to commit to it mm -hmm. like I used to I also um I find it harder. I just find it harder because I'm getting older to shift the body fat. Like physically, I'm finding physiologically, I'm finding it harder. Uh, put those two things together, and that's just a whole load of frustration. That's just a recipe for I feel like crap about myself every single day. So you can't control to a great degree what happens hormonally. Obviously, there are treatments, etc. But I think you know that the only the acceptance has to be quite a big part of it. But what you can control is the level of your expectations and the amount of women I speak to, and I'm sure you do too, that just have these unrealistic, unattainable, or maybe they, the problem is maybe they did have a week where they managed to achieve it. Mm. So they think I can see, I can, I just need to make sure every week is like this, but that's mm. not realistic. You only had that week because everything aligned and it all just went to plan, which we know never happens regularly. So it's very important that we kind of go, look, what are my expectations here? And we just had a conversation in my group about exercise. And it's hilarious, really, how we'll put off starting any form of exercise because we expect ourselves to do at least three workouts a week. Mm. But I just don't have time for the three workouts a week. But there's no point in doing one because that's just not enough. So I just yeah. don't do any at all. I'll just keep kicking that can down the road. And when we talk about it, we can laugh and say it just doesn't make sense. But day to day, that's the reality. Uh, that's how it feels. So it's and even if you can kind of recognize that it's it's all a bit backwards, trying to be okay with just doing one workout when everything is saying to you that's not good enough it's really hard it's like that acceptance part mm. is very very difficult so I'm not saying that it's like just change your expectations and then you'll be you'll be laughing like I know mm. that it 
it, it's uncomfortable to to really accept that stuff. Um, also, you know, we, we had we was having a bit of a chat about hormones just before we started, and the reality is a lot of people will be in a slightly larger body, a much larger body, you know, due to not just hormones, but maybe medical conditions, maybe medications that you take have caused fat gain. You know, there can be lots of different reasons that that your body does not look the way that it used to. And we also need to recognize that as we age, our natural set point for our bodies is likely going to be higher. So this is the place that you sit at when you're doing you know, the good stuff, you're, you're drinking your water, you're getting out for your steps, uh, you're doing some workouts, but you do allow yourself treats alongside the nourishing food, you do take a rest day. Um, and that's kind of where you're going to sit where it doesn't feel really, really hard. But you do make an effort and you do kind of, you know, do the things you need to do. So you find you're in that balanced stage where most people want to live life, you know, have a social life and uh, bloody blah. But the reality is your body will probably sit at a higher set point than you would like. And this is where the acceptance comes in again, because if you're just stuck in this, I don't want to look like this, but I refuse to accept that this is what this is the life that I want to lead in terms of how I manage my health, then you're just you're just trying forever and never getting anywhere. And so rather than keep trying to achieve these unattainable goals you're, you're better off probably spending your energy on working on acceptance which takes also takes work <laughs> it, it, yeah. you know wherever you put place your mental energy and your effort uh it's going to be work regardless it's just choosing where you place your yeah. efforts yeah 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 yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, we were talking about hormones before, that, weren't we? Just before we came on, and we were just saying about how each of us find it like different uh, in a, through our lifetime. I mean, like I'm perimenopausal now, and it's it's completely different for me than what it was when I was yeah. younger. Um, and you know that that could be the same for a lot of women, and it's those kind of things that you tend to overlook, um, and you forget how much of an impact that can have on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And generally it's things like our perception of our bodies, which yep. generally don't change dramatically day to day, but our perceptions of how we yep. look can change dramatically based on our hormones. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and we tend to forget about that. And it's very easy to get into that, that big hole of, um, beating ourselves up about it and not being like you said realistic about our levels of ex expectations which we you know we both know is not easy and any change mm. is not easy but the fact that if you can be willing to try and willing mm. to accept that you know things have changed your body has changed you have changed you're still the same person it's just that your body is is aging. I mean, if we go right back to the beginning of the podcast when you were speaking about, about us aging, it's something that none of us can stop at all. Mm. I mean, we can try all these, you know, the treatments, the Botox, the fillers, you know, you can you can't even slow down aging. It's still happening there underneath because any of those things that you stop, it's mm. it's still there. You you haven't like slowed it mm. down um 
and it is you know it is hard like I I find it hard now that I'm getting older because all of a sudden you feel very I mean I'm quite lucky that I would like to say that I look a lot younger than, than you I do. am my age you um, do look youthful <laughs> <laughs> but like you do notice it's like one day you look in the mirror and you're like oh my god like where's where yeah. did all those lines come from like my neck and mm-hmm. stuff like and because obviously <laughs> I do I do podcasts and stuff so I, I'm like recording myself um generally I don't like I don't really look at my neck but then when I'm on my podcast I'm like oh my god I'm like where the hell did those come from and it's you do then realize all of a sudden it's like shit I'm I'm getting I am getting older Uh, and there's nothing you can do to to stop it Mm -hmm. um and I think it is very much like you say it's that acceptance and I'm trying to think of the word um I suppose gracefully doing it, isn't it? Accepting it in your own time, but a, a way that you realise to to live your best life while doing that. Because uh, I think you've mentioned this before about was it? There's a book that you said there's about somebody that it was a an extract of what people had said on their deathbeds. I'm sure it was you that told me that. Was it you? Yeah, and, and things that and, they regretted in in their life. Um, and I think, like, to get to that point and think, I wish that I'd done X, Y, and Z and not worried so much about always wanting to be a smaller version of myself or what I was 10 years yeah. before. Yeah, I mean, it makes me incredibly sad uh, to think of, you know, uh, people in their 60s, 70s, 80s still trying to diet and still having this like real intense focus on food or still speaking to themselves really nastily. You know, it... it ideally you would you would sort of educate girls in schools so uh you know they didn't kind of get tied up in this uh, my fear is that with with social media it's it's going to be even harder to to not buy into the way that you should be looking uh in inverted commas but i think that the answer here the best advice i can i can always give is to really really focus deeply on your non-appearance based qualities because these get really easily ignored you know, when you talk to women, a lot of the conversation is about dieting. Uh, when you, it, it's it's a lot of people's, like it's a big part of a lot of people's world and you can't really get away from that. And when I speak to people and ask like, what do you like about yourself? Or what? give me some non-aesthetic based qualities you have. A lot of people are just stumped because it's mm. been such a long time since they've thought about it because really and truthfully, all they've been thinking about for a long time is the way they looked and trying to lose weight. Yeah. And it's kind of like, listen, like let's go back to what, what makes you you. Like, goodness, what you should be able to confidently list a few things at least that you really like about yourself but we naturally are self-deprecating we don't want to appear arrogant and the people the, the biggest irony when people say oh I don't want to you know seem arrogant or I seem like I'm blowing my own trumpet the people that say that are the least likely people to to have arrogance within them you know they're just not those type of people uh, so they shouldn't even be worried about you know celebrating themselves or celebrating their wins uh, they have to do it because if you're naturally if you naturally kind of can't take a compliment or you really you know you don't you, you do not celebrate the things that you do you don't feel proud of yourself you diminish things that you've done well 
Even more so, you need to be the person that really focuses on the good things about you. So this can be, it doesn't have to be like, I like my um, hair. I, I like, you know, it can be, and a lot of people will say, oh, well, I'm kind. I think, you know, I'm, I'm a kind person. It's very much what you do for other people. And that's okay. But also think about like, what are you, what are you proud of that you've done? Like, was there a difficult situation that you've navigated? Is there a time that was really, really hard, but you got through it? Have you learned how to uh, manage people better? Have you learned how to understand people better? You know, for me, I know that, geez, when I think back to my 20s, I used to go around like a bull in a china shop um, in my corporate life, just expecting everyone to like work in the same uh, really fast way. And, you know, let's let's go, let's take action, rah, rah, rah. And couldn't really get my head around why I know not everybody wanted to take that approach. Now that I'm older, I fully appreciate that everybody has different working styles. And so it can be things like that, like just ways that you've grown, things that you're proud of. But but getting really clear on that is going to help you on those days that you think, oh, God, my neck doesn't look very nice in this podcast. Because very quickly, <laughs> you, can, you can say, well, it doesn't bloody matter what my neck looks like, because I'm a fucking badass. And I, you know, I've got X, Y, Z going for me. And it, it's just having these kind of little humorous moments with yourself that you can just be like, right, let's let's just try and uh, spin this around a little bit. And I'm not saying that it's going to suddenly make you feel amazing, but it might just take the edge off. You might just kind of go, oh, do you know what? I'm not that bad. Like, let's stop being nasty to myself here. Mm. Um, it really, really helps me if I'm having a day where I'm just like, and at the moment, I don't know what's going on, but I'm so bloated. And I don't know if I'm like having a reaction to rice or I'm just trying to work out what on earth's going on I cut dairy out for a week that hasn't really done anything so I'm going to cut rice out for a week and see but when you've got like a bloated belly and people that are hormonal will get this people that just carry belly fat you know you'll understand this if you kind of walk around looking like you're five months pregnant the the appeal of still eating healthy you could just be like oh what's the bloody point I might as well get a McDonald's because I've mm. got this big old belly on me it's so easy to buy into that mm. but actually if you can just kind of go look I, I'm still showing up I, I, I my body still deserves care and attention you know it's not ideal that I'm bloated but I'm not going to go and self-sabotage and eat a load of crap just because I don't know I'm just trying to prove something or get annoyed with myself I'm still going to have what I was going to have originally mm. and I'm still going to nourish my body because it deserves it. Um, and it's certainly not going to help by going and eating a load of junk food. So, um, and you can do that a lot more easily when you like yourself, when you are kind to yourself. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I don't know how you, did you, have you noticed that there's like, you speak to yourself more kindly or have you never really kind of gone down that really, you, I mean, you must've said some mean things to yourself at some uh, point. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, <laughs> I have. Obviously I've had a lot of changes in my own body um, and due to like breast cancer and stuff that I've obviously struggled with. Um, yeah. So yeah, I try not to just like, I suppose like one of your, your, amazing examples it is just like body neutrality um whereas I just try not to think about it I try not to focus on it and yes I do still have moments where I like I look at a picture of myself and I'm like oh my god I look so old and then I, you know and then there's those are the moments where I'm like oh my god I look like my mother um <laughs> I'm just like no um 
so yeah you know I do have those thoughts and I just try to like like you say you know let them like go over them like clouds yeah. in the sky not react yes. to them in any way um accept them that they are just a thought and a feeling um and it's okay to feel like that mm-hmm. it, you know it, it's it's human it's natural um mm-hmm. and I just try to think okay this you know this is obviously not a process that I can do anything about it, but I can just carry on living the best life yeah. that I can. And for me, that's just quite simple, you know, it, going to the gym on a regular basis because I enjoy doing it, eating a well-balanced, healthy foods, eating the foods that I like eating uh, and just trying to remain as active as I can. You know, that's for me, it's, it's just making it simple really. Um, that's what yeah, you need I, to do. Hmm? That's all you need to do like this. Yeah, this, I think um, sometimes you know, people like they think it has to be really complicated. Do you, like they don't realize that the simple things, the basic things is what, you know. what can get you to your goals, actually. Yeah, 100%. You know, when people are like, oh, oh, I've signed up to this program and oh, oh, yeah, week one was really good. But week two, oh, God, it's all gone horribly wrong. And it's like you don't have to do all of the things. It's it's. What, you know I had two people in particular where their jobs just got crazy busy and it's like you have to just cover the basics you have to just say listen all I can do is these three things right now and that has to be enough because and, and it is usually enough this is the irony like we tell ourselves it's not enough it's not enough. It, it usually is enough it ticks you over you're probably not going to build muscle you're probably not going to lose a great amount of body fat but you're just maintaining because that's what you need to do when you're kind of in a crisis with certain areas and you just need to do the bare minimum so I think just that acceptance I mean my goodness if you could if if everyone could nail that acceptance piece you'd just be so much happier acceptance Mm -hmm. that the thoughts are appearing acceptance that your body is changing acceptance that it's okay to think in the way that you do you know but it's hard you know but actually accepting things and truly not just saying that you will but truly being okay with things is not easy and it can take time but I would say if you can meet yourself where you are today, it has such a hugely positive impact on your actions. So regardless of what you looked like when you were 20, 30, whatever you're comparing yourself to, if you can just disconnect that and say, that was another chapter, this is what I'm working with now. And it might not be a body that I want necessarily, and that's okay. I don't have to be in love with the shape of my body, but I'm going to accept where I am. And if I have a fat loss goal, great, but I'm not going to make it my world <laughs> because the more I keep striving for this old body of mine, the worse I'm probably going to feel about my own that I have right now. Um, yeah. So again, not easy stuff, but there are definitely things that you can do to make yourself feel a lot better and hopefully some of the things that we've talked about today are gonna gonna help yeah it's um it's a topic that we both every time we chat we always say we could talk about these things for a very very long time um (laughs) but we are gonna have to um finish there for today uh and also uh, as always you can find donna on instagram at dmj coaching that's it I didn't remember I usually get the M and the J the wrong way around but I didn't <laughs> um, 
uh, and I'll put her um, Insta in the um, podcast uh, spiel at the bottom. Um, but thank you very much for coming along again today, uh, Donna. It's thank been lovely you. chatting to you. Yes, you too. And yeah, the more the more we can talk about body image, uh, the better. And uh, hopefully we'll have some people letting go of their past bodies. Hopefully. All right. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> Take care.